Hi there! Welcome to episode 37 of the Waveback Music Podcast. Today's episode is Lost Odyssey for the Xbox 360. Enjoy! Hello again, this is the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Vicky. And we're here to talk to you about some of the most interesting video game music there is. Tonight we finally get to spend some time with a Nobuo Uematsu score in the form of an unexpected Xbox 360 classic. Tonight we'll be listening to the music from Mistwalker's Lost Odyssey. Vicky, hit us with some history. Lost Odyssey was released on Xbox 360 in December 6, 2007, in Japan and February 12, 2008, here in America. It was released as a part of Microsoft's effort to gain a foothold in Japan and had some serious RPG talent behind it, including Final Fantasy creator Hironobu Sakaguchi. The game was published by Microsoft and received generally favorable reviews. As for the story, an immortal who's lost all of his memories fights as a mercenary merely to ease the boredom of infinite time and afford minor comforts. Upon meeting other immortals like him, they all begin to regain lost insights in their past lives and recount the events and struggles that define their experience with humanity. Ultimately, they discover that they were all a fellowship to, that was left behind another world to investigate the human realm and now reside in, and plan to eventually return until they were betrayed by one of their own who sought to remain behind to control humanity. That was a lot of words. That was a lot of words. <laughs> Lost Odyssey's composer is a name you may very well recognize, at the very least from earlier in the show. Uh, the legendary Nobuo Uematsu. His credits are almost too numerous to mention, but he's most well known for composing the music for the bulk of the Final Fantasy series. But you can also hear his work in games like Rad Racer, Chrono Trigger, The Last Story, several anime series, and he even composed the main theme for Super Smash Bros. Brawl. He's currently a freelancer and tends to stick with his pals over at Miss Walker, composing fantastic scores as he goes. Now, I don't have much of a history with this game. I, uh, I remember it coming out. I remember the box. I remember the main character on the box having remarkably greasy hair, uh, and that's pretty <laughs> much it. Uh, so, Vicky, tell us about... This is clearly a Vicky pick. I didn't choose this one. I didn't pick a game that I've never played before because that would be weird. Uh, uh, so, Vicky, why don't you tell us about your time with this game? Uh, all right. Well, this is... I think when I was working at GameStop, and, I mean, I was always like into the newest JRPGs and stuff like that. So, this game came out and also Blue Dragon. And... I bought them both because I had to. And um, required by law. Required by law. Was Blue Dragon good? I liked Blue Dragon. I wanted to like Blue Dragon. I never really got around to trying it. It was just like the character designs were laid, looked like because it was a Toriyama stuff. Yeah. And it just looked like a Toriyama just scribbled them on a napkin. They were the most generic Toriyama <laughs> designs I've ever seen. Cause you know, he does, you know, he did Dragon Ball, he did Chrono Trigger, and obviously he did like, the, the 350,000 Dragon Quest games. And all those characters have a, he has a very distinct look, but man, the main character in Blue Dragon was just like, and here is generic Akira Toriyama child. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> just, all the characters just look so bland to me. But Yeah, uh, aside from like the character designs, it was a pretty good game. I mean, I love even even the blandest of Toriyama artwork is is still pretty great to me. It was just a, uh, I was wondering if the rest of the game was as uh, poorly thought out as the <laughs> uh, the character designs. It's like they 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 threw a bunch of money at Toriyama and he was busy working on a Dragon Quest game and they were like, we need to make some characters for a game called Blue Dragon. He was like, eh, okay. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, so the reason. So I back was, to Lost Odyssey. Yeah, back to Lost Odyssey. The reason I was interested in this game uh, game was because the manga artist Takahiko Inoue, um, he does Vagabond, and it's this really awesome samurai manga. Hmm. And uh, the main character looks just like the one from Lost Odyssey, and I'm like, I love this guy. It's fine. I'm going to love this game. There is a uh, a hamburger joint around here called Vagabond. Completely unrelated, but uh, <laughs> Tasty Burgers. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll try it. Wait, that's like far away from here. 
true, yeah. But if you ever find yourself in Atlantic City, uh, one, I'm sorry, run. But uh, <laughs> before you run, stop by Vagabond. It's a, it's a good place. Get okay. some good burgers. <laughs> I will definitely do that. Um, okay, so another thing that drew me in was the Mistwalker. It was the original Final Fantasy team. So mm-hmm. obviously you, you know it's going to be great. And it was between the period of time where um, Square Enix hadn't made a Final Fantasy in a while. So I'm like, okay, this is going to hold me over. Well, there weren't really any big console JRPGs at the time either. There hadn't no. been anything in a while. Mm-mm. Like a lot of them were very uh, smaller stuff coming out of the handhelds, uh, 16-bit looking RPGs. And it, it, this was before FF13 came out, right? Yes. Yeah. So like there was that in the can and that was that was baking for a very long time and uh then all of a sudden here you go there was this there was also a couple of things announced on the wii too i think at that point can't remember the name of that one i had really really bad voice acting um oh um infinite stratos or something oh that's gonna bother me i'm gonna have to look that one up but uh it was there was that one that that came before the Mistwalker stuff there was the last story like yeah <laughs> talk about the team who made final fantasy made the last story really yep. guys uh but i heard that game was fantastic yeah i have it but i haven't opened it <laughs> uh, same here i own it and i never opened it i got that xenoblade chronicles mm-hmm. and pandora's tower the uh the project rainfall games anyway sorry i'm derailing things again <laughs> uh so I I popped this game in and instantly you're thrown into a battlefield and uh, it's kind of like hack and slash in the beginning and they teach you this like weird battle system. There's this, um, it's one of those things where you can critical hit really easily if you like get a circle inside of another circle, Hmm. pressing the right button at the same time. I see. And... That's like only a few battles, but it was pretty much turn-based. Um, and they had these like amazing stories. So you're an immortal. So, you know, you have like, you've lived hundreds of years. Hmm. And um, you get to um, like find stories of your past. And like you're reading it and then there's music playing in the background and you're crying. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. The music like really gets you. <laughs> the game I was talking about is Arc Rise Fantasia, by the way. Arc Rise. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I heard it wasn't. I mean, I heard it was a decent game, but the voice acting was like was every kind of bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, go on. Um, I liked all of the characters in this game. They were fantastic. I just I like JRPGs. They are awesome, and I hadn't had one in such a long time. And this one was perfect. Really scratched the itch, huh? Yep. It's well, also good. good if you like reading, because there's a lot. Well, wouldn't be a good JRPG if there wasn't a crap ton of reading, right? <laughs> yep. All right. Well, let's get down to the music, because that's what we're here for, right? Yep. We're here to listen to some cool music. So track number one is called Prologue. No, Pro- that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're funny. Hilarious. I'm hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, track number one is called Prologue. I don't understand the way these are Prologue, yes. Oh, oh. okay, I'm I'm reading your notes. Yeah, I am sorry. ridiculous. Um, so yes, track number one is called Prologue. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're about to hear? This is the song you hear when you're opening up to the game. Uh, yeah, this is the title screen music. So okay. there's that. Well, uh, I like me some good title screen music, so let's listen to our track number one. Here it is, Prologue. Thank you. 
All right, that was track number one, Prologue. Um, How'd you like it? uh, I liked it quite a bit. If anybody was doubting that we were listening to a Nobuo Uematsu score, uh, (laughs) wow, that was just uh, positively dripping with Final Fantasy. And I mean that in the the nicest possible possible way. Uh, I know that a lot of games, once video games went orchestral, you know, once uh, that was really an option, I feel like a lot of games, soundtracks and scores kind of fell into the movie trap of just being very forgettable. And Uematsu is really good at having really nice melody-driven music. Um, and it, like, sets up the theme for, like, the whole game because you're a soldier, so you uh, heard, like, the drums in the beginning. and Yeah, it does have a very uh, military-esque theme, but it's also got a very bright melody to it. It's a... Uh, it's... Yeah. It's, it's hopeful. Very, it's very nice. Very yes, hopeful. That's a that is a, that is a good word. It's it's a. I don't know. I see. I, I I'm listening to this and I'm just picturing a very simple title screen like the Final Fantasy VII one with like you know some credits rolling around a picture of a sword. But I have no idea what kind of visuals accompany this. Um, but it's very, a uh, very stage setting. It's a very very good prologue music as as it is. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what, did, what do you have to say about this one? I love all of the music. This one's great because, as I said before, it sets you up with like the theme of the game, and there's like a little melancholy in the beginning, and like I mean in the middle, and then it loops again, and you're like back to where you started. Well, it's a it is a nice piece. So let us move on to track number two. Uh, track number two is called Battlefield. Uh, I'm assuming that this has something to do with battles. Yep. So we're going to just go ahead and jump right into it. Here we go. Track number two, Battlefield from Lost Odyssey. took me in a couple of different directions there. I was um, 
I wasn't expecting it to have a finite ending because the whole time I'm listening to this, I'm picturing, um, I'm picturing a, a, a not an active battlefield. I'm, I'm picturing a battlefield where you know, the battle has already taken place, and it's it's giving me a very specific feeling of pressing buttons through text bubbles. You know, yeah. Like I feel like it's it's one of those scenes where this is this is just this music is playing and you're pressing these buttons. But considering that it had a finite ending, I'm assuming that there's something like maybe some sort of cinematic that's very clearly tied to that. Am I right? It sure is. <laughs> Good catch. You're following the tutorial for, you know, that um, that special move I was talking about. And it's hmm. it's helping you through the battle system. And um, it's a storyline thing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they're trying to explain to you, like, oh, this is why you're here. You have to kill all these people. And you have to kill this one specific boss in this, like, time frame. Interesting. Now I did uh, I did notice some some striking similarities to uh, as as I'm listening to it I'm like okay so I have this 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 image in my head of just standing on a battlefield pressing button through uh, text bubbles what what's uh, why am I having that feeling and I realized that earlier the early chunk of this music was really reminding me of the court scene music from Chrono Trigger uh, which is you know uh, more Uematsu and. That's a that's a great song. It's just it was very interesting to hear those kind of similarities. But then it took that complete turn toward the end, where it got way too epic for it to be what I was imagining it was. So yep. <laughs> very 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 good piece of music. Really liked that one. Yeah, he really knows how to make great battle music. Like there's way more different types of battle music. I mean, I was expecting as soon as as soon as I saw this was called Battlefield, I was mm. expecting like Boring. your random your I was expecting your random battle music. Yeah. Like I was expecting something way more upbeat, like Final Fantasy VII. I was just like, and then this started up, and I'm like, oh, this is not the direction I thought. So this can't just be random encounter music. It's way too plodding for that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's very good, very good. That was great. I can't believe you like thought of that whole series of events <laughs> like oh yeah this is this music because of all of this happening i'm like oh my god that's crazy <laughs> i uematsu's got a style and it's it's a really he's it goes to tell you it goes to show just how good a storyteller he can be with his music it's really I quite know. remarkable <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, let's move on to our track number three uh this is called fire above the battle so um this oh. is your generic battle music oh now i'm i'm very excited to hear this yep (laughs) let's give it a listen Track number three, Fire Above the Battle. Wow, that was really cool. <laughs> right. I, There's so many like, different a, themes. 
I just I wasn't expecting the the um boy I've lost the word that I'm looking for how dynamic it was because it's um I, again it was a little bit more I don't know about plotting is the right word but it wasn't as intense as I thought it was but it really got there with the drums mm-hmm. and as as it looped like once it looped back around to having the the more basic drums instead of the really really like intense drums towards the end of it I was really imagining this being something that played over a very long battle because RPG, jrpg battles can drag on for a while sometimes yeah uh and i was just imagining playing a kind of, this kind of a game with that music and that was that was really quite good i did want to back up just a, a, a tad i i credited him a, a song from chrono trigger to uematsu and um yasunori mitsuda and uematsu worked together on chrono trigger so i can't say for sure that the court scene music from chrono trigger was uematsu specifically i just wanted to kind of clear up in case because I don't know who wrote what songs in that game, so I don't want anybody thinking that I was incorrectly con- uh, attributing a song to Uematsu when it could have actually been Mitsuda. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out when we do our Chrono Trigger episode. Oh, yeah. More episodes. Oh, boy, that's going to be fun. <laughs> yep, I'm excited. I want to get to that this year. Anyway, uh, so back to Fire Above the Battle. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I'm pretty sure they use, like, the prologue theme like kind of like an inverse of it almost on this so you're kind of like hinting at the main theme again i forgot to mention the last one that there was kind of like a steampunky vibe which you're supposed to like get does this game have kind of a uh, the only thing i know about this game is greasy hair and the color brown so (laughs) (laughs) everything Uh, seems very brown in this game it gets a little colorful later (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's good. Because so, uh, all I've seen is the promo art, and the promo art is just all brown. like a bunch of you know greasy-haired dudes standing in front of a bunch of brown stuff and yeah, some it's weird because they show tans. they show the bad guy on the front cover, and usually you don't do that with video <laughs> games. You imagine how many how many fewer copies of Final Fantasy VI they would have sold if Kefka was on the cover. Oh my god, I know, right? <laughs> It's like, like what is what is that? Ew. That's a freaking clown. Oh my god. Why is that here? Yeah, I don't like the bad guy in this. I mean, he's fine. I just don't want to look at his gross ass face. <laughs> he has an ass face? <laughs> he has I don't know. He has like a what's that word? A kind of douchey look because he had that giant mustache <laughs> and his big nose and his stupid giant head. He looks like a generic, like, jock dad guy. Wow. All right. Yeah, I hate him. Well, I don't like him either, so there. Good. Uh, <laughs> no one <laughs> should. Right. Uh, let's, uh, let's step up to track number four, which is a track called Immortal Life. Uh, it's a relatively short one, so let's give it a listen. Enjoy. suppose i didn't really get sad out of it i got i got downtime out of that one. Oh, okay um <laughs> I, I got um we just stopped somewhere we just got beat by something we're a little down in the dumps but you know nobody nobody's died or anything we're just uh, kind of regrouping ready for our, our next attack that was that was the vibe i got off of that one but again it ended uh which is i i keep not expecting these things to resolve because you know most of video game music i listen to tends to loop uh so i i suppose this is tied very specifically to a, or does this just repeat itself it does um, uh repeat itself okay they they loop it like they gotcha. do a better job okay. looping it <laughs> so gotcha. this is the music you hear it's kind of like your character theme mm-hmm. 
So you, um, the character's the name. The immortal dude. Yeah. The character's name is uh, Kaim. K-A-I-M. <laughs> yeah. I know all right. Well, all right. As far as... As far as JRPG characters go, that's not terrible. It's not the worst. <laughs> I laughed at it for a little while, and I'm like, okay, I have to get over this sometime. Or we're not—we haven't entered Kingdom Hearts territory yet. Oh God, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we can. Uh, we'll we'll just we'll just stop talking about the ridiculous naming schemes of uh, Kingdom Hearts right now. If you want to hear me complain about ridiculous naming schemes of Kingdom Hearts, just listen to the Stone Age Gamer podcast. <laughs> But yeah, this is... Alright, so... In the game, there are these... Um, this is the story part of the game. And you can unlock, quote-unquote, dreams. And hmm. it's... The whole sequence is called A Thousand Years of Dreams. So you're just unlocking, like, your past. So you read about all the people you've met in your life. And, like, you read about, like, old battles you fought in. Or, like... A nice little old lady you shared a dinner with and all this other stuff. Hmm. So the music plays to set the mood for what you're reading. And it's messed up. Okay. It's crazy how he can like do that. Like convey such emotion with um, just all the music he makes. He's uh, he's one heck of a composer. Mm -hmm. Listen to his work on Rad Racer. I'm I'm joking. I mean, his music is great in Rad Racer, but doesn't really ooze emotion. No, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, and even just such a short little piece uh, managed to pack so much into it. Dude, uh, dude knows how to write music with soul. So uh, let us move on to our next track of the evening, which is theme of Seth. Uh, the only video game Seth character I know is from the Fantastic Illusion of Gaia for Super Nintendo. Uh, so I'm assuming that this Seth character is not a purple-haired child? No, she is a lady, and she has oh, gray okay. hair. All right, all right, cool. Seth in Illusion of Gaia is a purple-haired kid who gets turned into a sea monster. Oh. Uh, that's a fun game. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> not, no relation. A pig sets itself on fire in that game. I love Illusion of Gaia. Okay, uh, so back to the task at hand. I am <laughs> captain all over the place. My brain is everywhere tonight. <laughs> so let us listen to our next track of the evening, Theme of Seth.
was a, again, a rather nice piece. It started off really good. I dug the ending, but I really like the beginning better. So, what kind of character do you think Seth is? Just from the music. Like a general. Just from the music? Not what you told me before? Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Seth is... A purple-haired kid who gets turned into a sea monster. <laughs> I'm thinking Seth is an Aerith type character. Mm, kind of. So that's the best guess I got. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so to me, the music conveyed like innocence, like it was such a sweet tone, and mm-hmm. she's one of the first uh, immortals that you meet. Hmm. And. So she lost her memories and she's trying to get them back too, but she has like such a bright disposition about like everything. And she's like, everything's going to be all right. We're going to get through this. Go team. Yes. She's like super like happy. She is a like the rogue character. See, now I would have definitely have guessed something a little bit more in line with that at the very beginning of it, but it mm-hmm. just came, it got so sweeping and kind of epic toward the end that uh, I pictured something, to, I mean, not to complain specifically about Aerith, but I, I am picturing somebody far more sappy than energetic, just based <laughs> on the, the, and I don't mean that as an insult, just a more, more Aerith, less Tifa, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Making a lot of Final Fantasy VII uh, references for somebody who doesn't like Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> yeah, you sure are. What can I say? I've tr- I like lots of aspects of said game, but we're not here to talk about Final Fantasy VII. Stay on the rails, Chris. Stay on the rails. Almost there. <laughs> Lost Odyssey. Theme of Seth. Purple haired kid. <laughs> Illusion of Gaia. Damn it! Pull it back. Right back in. Almost. So tired. Yeah, good song. I liked it. Uh, like I said, really dug the beginning of it. Um, definitely got very sweeping and uh, oof uh, toward the end there. But um, nice, nice piece. Mm-hmm. I liked it. All right, let us move on. Uh, the capital of Uhra. Uhra. <laughs> 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 I love it. These guys, these people who named this this town clearly didn't like it very much. Like, what are you going to call this place? Uhra. <laughs> Uh, I can't breathe. (laughs) So this is that. Sure, it's said nicer. It's like Ura or something like that. Just it's spelled U H R A. Like (laughs) Ura. Um, so, Uhra, <laughs> I was trying to say it like that, um, Uhra? it's that dirt place you saw on the cover. Oh, It's okay. It's the place you, like, spend a lot of time in, in the beginning. What's the main character's name again? Kaim. Kaim and Uhra? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even tell you his last name. Oh, goodness. Oh, what's his last name? I don't want to tell you. Is it Kangaris? No. <laughs> okay, so it's Kaim Argonar. Kaim Argonar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So the capital of Lieutenant Uhura, and uh, what, what are we doing here? We're listening Talk- to the song. <laughs> We're going to listen to the song. Boy, I'm... I apologize to our listeners. I've 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 not gotten much sleep and have suddenly gotten very loopy. <laughs> so uh, let's listen to the capital of. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
it certainly sounded brown. Uh, <laughs> it sounded brown? I Yeah, I mean, it did kind of just exude that kind of desert yeah. uh nature. Now, this was a good one. I liked this piece a lot. Uh, very cool. Uh, again, that they... They seem to be following a very specific pattern of starting off. Uh, they're very dynamic. They starting off one way and then ending very sweeping toward the end, and then I assume eventually looping. But uh, no, I like this one quite a bit. It. I mean, I liked it too. It's just I heard it a lot, so it kind of got uh, not annoyed with it, but I started tuning it out because I was like, I don't want to listen to desert music anymore. All right. Well. Uh... <laughs> I like the name of this next track. Gangaris. Gangara. Gangara's Plot. Oh, there's no apostrophe there uh, in my track title. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I thought it was Gangaris. No. Either way, Gangara. Gangara. Is that, a, that sounds like a Godzilla name. Like, That's a bad guy. Gangara. Godzilla versus Gangara versus Gamera versus Mecha Gamera. Was there a Mecha Gamera? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. That's it's possible. I think there was a mecha everything, but yeah, yeah Godzilla. So, uh, Gangara's plot. Uh, bad guy music. Look, bad guy music. All right, let's let's go. Okay, now I'm I'm thinking of a couple of different kinds of bad guy music. Now I don't know anything about this Gangara dude, mm-hmm. but if I'm thinking of like uh, kind of Magus bad guy music from Chrono Trigger, or more like. Uh, uh, Kafka bad guy music? Are we looking at something like maybe like Ozzy's music, a little bit goofy-ish? Mm. Or is it going to be really sinister? I don't know. Don't tell me. Okay, I'm very excited. So here we go. Gangara's plot. says villainy quite like harpsichord am i right i know like when you first see him and the music plays you're like oh my god that's a bad guy i couldn't (laughs) tell like by looking at him because he he has such a dumb face and i hate him so much he just looks like an annoying side character dumb face i gotta look this up gangora i i spelt it wrong in the the thing it's g g o Gongora. So he's a powerful sorcerer 
and he's one of really the f- this guy's a powerful source i know right you look at him and you're like well, look at this plebeian <laughs> yo what's with the giant metal pants <laughs> <laughs> this know. guy is ridiculous i told you and he's on the front cover <laughs> There's absolutely nothing intimidating about this guy. Not that there's anything intimidating about the greasy-haired protagonist in this game, but... Wow, this guy just looks like a chunk. See, now, I never would have guessed him as a villain from looking at this box. Like, he looks like your... He looks like your Steiner. Like, if you're talking about Final Fantasy IX, like, he looks like your Steiner character. He's just, like, the big, dumb, axe-wielder guy. Yeah. That's the villain of this game? Yeah, this guy's a super powerful Mm. sorcerer. Wow. Well, I mean, you know what? Bowser's a super powerful sorcerer, so yeah, who yeah, might you're judge? Right. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. At least he's not a giant turtle. <laughs> At least he's not a purple-haired kid who turned into a sea monster. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, uh, that's 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 some good good old villainy music there. That's, right. Uh, I like that one. And it doesn't yeah. fit him at all. Yeah, his his character design is not very creepy or anything, but I guess. I guess that would kind of work. That would make him rather unassuming as a villain. Yeah. Well, uh, he is more about like mental warfare since he's a sorcerer and all. I mean, obviously, you've got harpsichord can go like one of two ways. It can go like historical or villainy. And uh, this one, this one did villainy really well. Nice mm-hmm. and nice and creepy. Nice, uh, you know, heavy down notes to dun, dun. It's, it's good stuff. I liked it. So let's move on to the never ending story. <laughs> Nope. Falcor. <laughs> no. No, this isn't that. This isn't that. Okay. Never ending journey. Never ending journey. Yes. Okay. Uh, so let's go ahead and listen to Never Ending Journey from Lost Odyssey. crazy <laughs> they they really had me on this one up until those guitars came in and i, I just busted out laughing <laughs> i'm sorry that was uh wow that was like it was like somebody just gently placed a block of cheddar in front of me because <laughs> there was just the cheese factor was 
<laughs> astronomical. Um, well, luckily, it's only uh, the overworld music or like the loading screen music. And I, I never really got that far because the loading times were kind of long, but you would only hear the beginning of it, like the, uh, the nice little acoustic guitar part. Yeah, and that part was I love that pretty part. great. I was actually getting a real a Chrono Cross vibe out of that one. Um, and then I don't which know isn't what happened. A, it isn't a Uematsu piece. It's that's more uh, that it was more Mitsuda for Chrono Cross. But still, I was just kind of getting that very particular vibe out of that. And then all of a sudden, it went all all like I, I don't even know, man. Like glam rock. Yep. It was. Uh, and if you're talking about it, this is like map screen music, like what yeah i don't know <laughs> i mean i love that song so much until that part that is like almost that's, my favorite song in this game except for that's that really part. good oh god when the, the flutes are harmonizing with yeah. one another that was gorgeous it was very 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 stunning and boy that that like really cheesy guitar solo business really took me out of it that's a that's a shame because outside of that it's a, it's a really wonderful piece yeah i know how yeah. you feel I lived it. <laughs> that was a uh, boy. That was something, huh? Yeah, it <laughs> sure was. That was something. Uh huh. Chrono Cross, great soundtrack. <laughs> biggest disparity of game quality to soundtrack quality I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> Did not really care for the game itself, but the music is phenomenal. Okay. Uh, speaking of Chrono Cross and Chrono Trigger, Eclipse of Time, because it's about time. Uh, the next one is called Eclipse of Time. This is a harp version. I assume there's more than one version in the game. It's a vocal version. I spared you. I know you don't I like appreciate it. vocals. Thank you very much for that. You're welcome. Uh, so let's dive right in here. Eclipse of Time harp version. <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, that's a pretty nice piece. Mm-hmm. Um, very calm, very uh, ethereal. Uh, almost feel like this is a safe safe spot, like a safe point or some place to regain your health. It's uh, it was another one of the dream sequences. Okay, yeah, yep. dreamy, very dreamy. Got mm-hmm. it. Harp dream sequence. I like it. And like, I like the little happy part, so you know mm-hmm. it's not going to be like a sad story. Yeah, <laughs> just little little major chords in there, so a couple of little pieces to make you make you realize that it's not a sad sad just because it's slow. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Very calming. I love that song. I could listen to that over and over forever. I won't. I would I probably fall asleep. Pleasantly, yeah, you were yawning. <laughs> I well, I mean, I am extraordinarily tired to begin with. Yes. So, uh, but no, that's that was a that's a good good little piece. Nice and nice and calm, nice and happy. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got a couple of tracks left here. Let's move on to the next one, which is called Small Recollections. Enjoy. Now, this one was interesting for a couple of reasons, and and I I hope that I'm not – I almost hope I'm wrong about this because there's – it seems a little on the nose. But So this one's called Small Reflections. Recollections. Small Recollections, sorry. And and it's um, the kind of music box-esque sound they got going on there as well as the – the very tick-tock, tick-tock nature of the the background thing there, the doom. Doom, doom. Is this like thinking back to when somebody was a baby or a little kid? Um, it's usually like this is another one of the dream sequence things, but it, it's usually dealing with like the kids he meets or like his own children when he thinks back about them. Hmm. And that the using that particular instrument for dealing with kids is pretty on the nose. Yep. So I I don't know how I feel about that. Like it's a decent piece on its own, but it's like, I mean, obviously not compositionally, but just using that instrument just makes me think of Rugrats. (laughs) Really? Oh God. Look, I mean, and uh, look, the Rugrats theme was written by Mark Mothersbaugh of Devo. Uh, Mark Mothersbaugh is a a freaking genius. Uh, If you've ever listened to his soundtracks in any of the Wes Anderson movies like Rushmore or Royal Tannenbaums, he's he's amazing. And the Rugrats theme is a remarkable piece of music. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't mean to make that sound detracting, but in that kind of a a comedy atmosphere, using something like that to denote... that you're talking about, you know, babies or small children is one thing, but doing it in kind of a serious setting, I feel like it almost takes on too wonky of a, it's too on the nose. It's too like, now we're dealing with kids. So here's a music, a Jack in the box kind of sound thing. thing. <laughs> like it's ever so slightly off key, similar to the music that you heard in like, say Yoshi's Woolly World or something or, yeah. or Kirby Epic Yarn. And uh, I don't know. I'm going to say I'm officially not a fan of that just oh, because wow. of a, just because of that, 
it's too on the nose for me. <laughs> you're better. You're better than that, Uematsu. Better than that. <laughs> but I mean, I guess he does earn some points back because of the whole the 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 TikTok nature, the very subtle TikTok nature of the the little secondary uh, background melody there. That doom doom. You know, it's you got to give credit for that when you're dealing with flashbacks and and having the music itself evoke time without being so overtly TikTok TikTok. So, mm-hmm. all right, I'll let it slide. Fine. You're on. You're on notice, Uematsu. Oh. <laughs> so uh, this is next one's going to be our last track of the night. Uh, it's called "Theme of Pirates." Yeah. So I'm assuming this has nothing to do with the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, but uh, I am hopeful that it's going to be rather energetic because I like leaving on a leaving on a high note. Just, uh, am I going to be disappointed here? You will not be disappointed. I did this just for you. Outstanding. All right. Here we go. Theme of Pirates. Enjoy. <laughs> very different from the rest of the music in here uh it does have he's Uematsu is definitely flirting with that electric guitar quite a bit on the soundtrack he did it once before the incredibly jarring track we listened to earlier and i didn't really mind it then and i don't particularly mind it now but uh he's definitely flirting with it uh, a bit here i feel like he just wants to try something new because it's i guess it's kind of an edgier kind of game and it's mm-hmm. It's a whole new ballpark that he's trying to get into. Well, yeah, tried. Yeah, it's um, I mean, it was it was a good piece, very synthesizer synthesizer heavy. I I was, I definitely not the kind of thing I think of when I think of pirates. You know, you usually think of something a bit more swashbuckling, a little bit more uh, uh, epic. This was very uh, uh, kind of like glam rock concert uh, <laughs> playing an encore now kind of music. Uh, Maybe it has to do with, like, the the steampunk kind of theme, I feel. Yeah, yeah, I would would definitely see this as more of a... It's not the kind of thing you would hear in, like, a Skies of Arcadia soundtrack, per se, but it's definitely uh, something a little bit more along that modern vibe than a, uh, you know, pirates on a boat kind of a thing, or even, like, you know, evil pirates raping and pillaging as it were. Oh, no, you're searching uh, for pirates. Seth is a pirate, and she's looking for her friends. Ah, I see. It's kind of like right. a search kind of music. Okay. Yeah, I can I can kind of get that out of this. That's a it's it is different. Mm-hmm. I liked it. <laughs> well, I you know what? I'll, I'll say that I I give this one a definite thumbs up. I'm I'm not exactly rushing out to play it, uh, mostly because I have way more things to get to. And this game is like a hundred hours. Yeah, I mean, Breath of the Wild's coming out, and I haven't even opened my copy of Last Story, so 
Or Xenoblade Chronicles, for that matter. Or Xenoblade Chronicles X, for that matter. I'm a terrible person. I'm about to start uh, playing that Fire Emblem cell phone game. Oh, boy, I heard it's good. I heard it's pretty good. Yeah, I heard it is, too, and I'm very upset. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still playing Super Mario Run, like, every day. I love that game. <laughs> it is great. It is so great. Um, all right. Well, uh, do you have any final thoughts on Lost Odyssey before we call it a night? Um... Whoever borrowed my Lost Odyssey game, please give me the first two discs back. Thank you. Uh, It would mean a lot because I can't play with discs three and four. I have to, you know, load the whole thing up. I'm sorry. Just, you know, please give them back to me. I miss them dearly. All right. (laughs) Well, on that note, that's going to be our show. Tune in next time as we listen to music from two NES fighting classics, Pro Wrestling and Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. It's the 30th anniversary of Pro Wrestling next month, uh, which is what gave me the idea. And then just to finish it off, because it's not a lot of tracks on the soundtrack, we're going to throw Punch-Out in there too, because why the heck not? The two games complement each other quite well. Uh, as always, we'd love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories of these games, and you can do so on the Waveback pa- uh, Waveback Podcast Facebook page. Just search for Waveback on Facebook, and you'll find more information about our next games, as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekate.com, and while you're at it, check out our social media channels, which you should totally like, slash follow, slash subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekate.com. Uh, Vicky, I believe you have a website to promote yourself. I do um i'm also on justrpg.com where we do a weekly podcast and we will be doing a let's play soon as well Ooh, fun Ooh. fun fun yep all right well thank you again for listening everybody and until next time good night